David Roth, the president of podcast sponsor Work Matters, notes that half of our life is spent at work and that part of our life should matter. Learn more about this insight and others at workmatters.org. That's workmatters.org. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him. This afternoon is Martha and I have lots of friends calling in from all over the country, but we really want to ask that you would join us today in connecting with us online. Yeah, Jim. So one of the things that I've been doing is we have an events page and on that page, it's a calendar and it shows some of the places that we are going to be in 2019. And what we're talking about today is one of those things on our calendar. And so that is a great way for people to just check and look and see um, where we might be, what events we're going to be attending and this particular one we're going to talk about today is at the end of March. So you can go to iworkforhim.com and go to the events page. All right. Whether you're listening to us all over Tampa Bay or all over the first coast of Jacksonville, St. Augustine and Folkestone, Georgia, just know that we've prayed for you. We always pray that the Holy Spirit will guide the conversation that we lead. We're just hoping that something we say today will cause you, urge you to get involved in this event we're talking about today. So let's talk about that. Shaping culture. It isn't, isn't that for politicians and theologians? To me, it's sad that most of us Christ followers out there have stepped aside to let others shape the culture in their image, with their motivations, and with their selfish interests in mind. Why have we stepped back and let this happen? The early church allowed their vibrant faith in Jesus, the Christ, the risen Savior of the world, they allowed that faith to flow out of them through the power of the Holy Spirit. They influenced the culture because they believed the good news applies to all of life, and they really believed Jesus when he said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. They also believed that they should love their enemies and pray for those who persecuted them. They believed Jesus, and in 300 years, they transformed culture so completely that the entirety of the Roman Empire was transformed by Christianity. Can we do it today? Yes! I believe we can. What's it going to take? Today, we have Oz Hillman on us, on with us, along with a couple of his close friends to talk about the upcoming Culture Shapers Summit in Washington, D.C. at the end of March. We can and we will shape culture, but we need you to come alongside and join us. Oz Hillman, welcome back to I Work For Him. Jim, so good to be with you. So, Oz, let's just let's just jump in this on on the 28th of March through the 31st of March. You're hosting, along with the World Changers Network, you're hosting the Culture Shapers Summit. Where did the idea of the Culture Shapers Shapers Summit come from? You know, Jim, uh, over the last uh, decade or so, I've been noticing how, you know, our culture is just gradually moving further and further away from some of the great foundations that founded this nation. And uh, if good people don't do some things, then we're going to wake up and be a completely secular society if some of us don't, you know, really get involved. And so, you know, we've discovered that it only takes 3 to 5 percent of people operating at what we call the seven cultural mountains of business, government, arts and entertainment, media, the family, the church, these areas that mostly, uh, you know, people form their values and ideas from these areas. And uh, so we realize that uh, it's important for us to have um, believers operating in those spheres. And so we're bringing together over 45 top leaders together to help us understand where are we in the culture, uh, what can we do collectively to have an impact, to be salt and light in these areas so that we can have a nation that 
has a spiritual root to it that, you know, uh, the next decade doesn't turn out to be worse than the fossil, you know, the previous one. <laughs> Do you really believe, Oz, that we can shape this culture, that, that Christianity still has hope to impact the culture of the United States of America? I absolutely do. You know, um, when we talk about this three to five percent, you know, shaping one of the cultural spheres, you know, um, we actually have a case study of that where the gay rights movement uh, is less than three percent of the population. And yet they have completely shifted America's view of their particular issue from being a moral issue to being a civil issue. If you look at the statistics on people viewing that issue just in the last 20 years, the numbers would alarm you. And so, you know, we have a population of over 30% that say that they are born-again, solid Christians, and yet we're not having the kind of influence that they have had. But it takes collaboration, and it takes uh, a strategic understanding of the culture and what are the things that move the culture. And of course, we can't do without prayer and uh, unified effort together in the body of Christ that's so important as well. Mm, So you listed some really important things as far as collaboration and strategy and prayer. Um, Tell us, as we're thinking about this um, International Culture Shaper Summit that we're talking about today, um, tell us, what would it actually look like for the Christians to come together and, and um, do some of those things? Well, I think that uh, this won't be just a conference, but it will be a launching pad for those who have a heart and concern about where we are in our culture. We all can look at Washington every day and see how broken it is and how we don't have true statesmen anymore. And we need Christian statesmen like never before to really help uh, our nation be able to be what it was meant to be. And so when we bring these leaders together, uh, you know, it's an opportunity for you to rub shoulders with people you would never have an opportunity to rub shoulders with. People like Roma Downey uh, in Arts and Entertainment and Steve Green of Hobby Lobby, the president there, uh, Tony Perkins with the Family Research Council, Hugh Hewitt in the media from uh, his syndicated radio show. You know, it's people like that are who we're bringing together. And so we want them to help us understand, you know, what is the signs of the times? How bad is it? What do we need to do to shift it? And who do we need to collaborate with to leverage our time, talent, and treasure to have an effect on the culture, because we can't do it by ourselves. We've got to do it together. And I think the Clapham Group, you know, with William Wilberforce was a great example of that, where he had about 18 individuals in England who rolled up their sleeves and said, you know, one of the biggest problems in our nation is slavery. And so after 30 years of work, they abolished slavery. But they had 69 world-changing initiatives that they came together and affected. So that's what we're looking to do, is find people out there who want to be influencers and bring them together for a summit. 
We're talking today with Oz Hillman, talking about the Cultures International Cultures Shapers Summit coming up March 28th through the 31st. Martha and I, Oz and his wife Pamela, along with James and Anna Kramer from the World Changer Network, World Changers Network. They, we all want you to join us in Washington D.C. for this incredible event. Check it out online, CulturesShapersSummit.com, CultureShapersSummit.com. Oz, how long? You know, I, let me just rephrase that question. I'm, I'm reading stories and hearing from people in the, the continent of Africa where there's been an intentional effort in certain countries over the last couple of decades to raise up Christ followers to positions of leadership in order to impact eventually country leadership. How long will it take us to be able to do that in our own country? Well, I think that uh, that can happen literally overnight in some situations. I mean, regardless of what you think about Trump, you know, he's been able to reverse some of the major trends that were anti-Christ foundations in our nation and restore some of those freedoms within the Christian community. Uh, And so there's an example of a, you know, a leader at the top who was able to make quick changes back to some areas that needed it. But we've got a long way to go, and uh, we need more and more Christians who are in government, who are in arts and entertainment, who are in business. Just think about the influence that Hobby Lobby had when they stood against the the uh, government as it related to, you know, contraceptives being paid for uh, that would cause abortions within a business. And they risked their entire business uh, for that. And fortunately, God was favorable toward them, and they made an impact. Chick-fil-A stood against uh, some attacks against their um, value system. And so business is very important to be able to make these changes. But we need to multiply that. We need many, many more businesses actively involved. Right. Absolutely. When we come back, we're going to talk about education and what does it look like for us to impact education. You're listening to I Work Room with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg, as we talk CulturesShaperSummit.com, which is coming up here at the end of March 2019. You can check it out online, CultureShaperSummit.com, CultureShaperSummit.com. If you want to be involved at the cutting edge, the bleeding edge of reformation in our country that is desperately needed, you need to be in Washington, D.C., at the end of March, cultureshaperssummit.com. Here to introduce the subject to our iWork for him audience is many-time guest Oz Hillman with Marketplace Leaders. Oz Hillman, you're pretty excited about this event coming up here in March, aren't you? I absolutely am. It's uh, un- unlike any other event we've ever done where we've brought so many leaders together around the seven cultural mountains, and uh, I believe it's going to be a game-changer with the people that we're going to have there. Very good. Now, we're going to talk education and, and about one of those seven mountains right now, ed, the education mountain. And you've got a guest that you want to bring on to iWork Room. Go ahead and introduce our guest today. Well, I'm delighted to have Chuck Stetson with us today. I've known Chuck for many, many years. He lives there in New York City, and he's president of Essentials in Education. But that's not his core background. He's been in the financial uh, area for a long time. But his heart is about education in America and that we are really missing the boat in education. And so he 
he's one of my favorite change agents who really says, I'm going to do something about this. And so he has really gotten really deep into the concept of what it means to really improve education and even bring the foundation of the Bible back into it. He he co-authored the first textbook on the Bible called The Bible and Its Influence, and uh, he has gotten this into public schools and over 650 high schools in 45 states and has a you know, 10% market share in the six states, and so he's expanding to Asia and Europe, and so he's really active in it. So, uh, Chuck, it's great to have you today. Great. It's uh, great to be here. So, Chuck, my question well, Chuck, is... Go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, no, you go ahead, Oz. No, go ahead, Oz. I apologize. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, uh, you know, just give us a little bit of snapshot on uh, what the problem is and, and how to go about solutions for this in education, which every day we hear about some nightmare on a college campus. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, basically, um, uh, over my lifetime, I've watched uh, the educational system fall apart because uh, they really don't have uh, any of the values uh, that they need to have, and uh, that's a shame. Um, and um, I just uh, felt uh, called to step in um, and uh, work on it. And uh, I think the key thing is that, uh, you know, uh, the way I put it, uh, the Bible is the most read book in the world. And uh, it's uh, just incredible to me that people don't understand that you can't fully understand uh, the English language, uh, English literature, history, music, art, or culture without it. And that's the argument I make. I have never heard anyone make that argument, but you know, I, I call it the irrefutable argument. And um, uh, culture shapers have to use, I believe, the irrefutable argument. Come back on, to me on that one. Everyone knows it's true, so they don't argue with me on it. Uh, and uh, the other thing is that um, there are some really core concepts that really uh, they, uh, we all keep a, 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 a closely guarded secret. Um, freedom, for example. Where does freedom come from? Um, you know, basically, Thomas Sowell uh, writes, um, he's a writer, and he um, says that um, uh, uh, slavery is, is, is the default position. It's been in every culture. It's been in every ethnic group and all of that. Freedom is the exception. And in fact, only 39% of the nations of the world are free. Where does freedom come from? Does not come from Confucius, does not come from Buddha, does not come from uh, the Hindus, does not come from the Muslims. It does not come from the ancient Greeks. It comes uniquely from the Bible. So if you really like freedom, you should really like the Bible, because that's where it comes from. Why, why are we keeping this a secret? Yeah. And, and really, Chuck, when you look at it, the history of education and public education in our country, it was all founded on the Bible. The Bible used to be in the readers until, as I understand it, the 40s or the 50s. I mean, the Bible used to be an essential part of what people were, what what kids are being taught in schools, right up until you know the uh, uh, the sexual revolution, as I understand it. Yeah, that's uh, that's exactly right. Um, the um, we had the New England Primer uh, that started out in the late uh, 17th century. It uh, was even into the late 19th century, which had the Lord's Prayer. Uh, it had the Westminster, the whole uh, Westminster Catechism. Um, you know, it 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 was it was there. Uh, we had also McDuffie's uh, Reader 
They sold 100 million copies from the early part of the 19th century till around, you know, you're right, 1940, 1950. And then it just sort of dropped away. And then uh, when uh, the U.S. Supreme Court says you can't uh, teach the Bible devotionally, which was being done up until 1963, uh, when in 1963 they said you couldn't do it, they said you could do it academically. And what happened is they threw the baby out with the bathwater. I'm just trying to bring the baby back. So as we talk with Chuck Stetson, and he's an, an expert in education and really is behind bringing the Bible back in education, understanding and recognizing the Bible's influence on our world. We're talking all things Culture Shapers Summit coming up here at the end of March. 2000, excuse me, the end of March 2019, the 28th through the 31st in Washington, D.C. Check it out online, cultureshaperssummit.com, cultureshaperssummit.com. Martha and I will be there along with tons of really fantastically influential people, but it's all about reformation, isn't it, Chuck Stetson? Yeah, it is. Uh, and we have, uh, uh, I, I did a, a film on it uh, for PBS. Uh, William Wilberforce in the late 19th century was the guy that, uh, change the culture. Um, we, we have a model, and it actually worked. We changed, he changed England from a very uh, decadent world to what ultimately became Victorian England. It's totally doable. And he, wasn't, he was a very disorganized person. I'm a disorganized person, but you know what? Um, God likes to work with people like us because uh, he can show off. So, Chuck, why are you getting involved in the Culture Shaper Summit? What is, what is it that you see that excites you? Well, the thing is that um, this is stuff that we have to do. We have really no choice. Uh, if we want to preserve freedom, and I've got people, I work with uh, legislators in uh, uh, now six continents. Uh, some wag said, uh, what about Antarctica? I said, but let's focus on the six. And what we, what we really have is freedom is at risk. Uh, in Australia, the parliamentarians say, hey, for, uh, you know, in 20 years, we could lose freedom. And you know, he's right, because freedom comes from the Bible. We don't teach the Bible and biblical values. Most of our kids aren't going to uh, church, so they don't get the Bible there. And if they don't get it in school, uh, where, where else are they going to get it? Yeah, exactly. So what is it that you're hoping to experience when you're, with your involvement at the Culture Shaper Summit coming up here at the end of March? What is it that Chuck Stetson wants to see happen as you share your heart, mind, soul, and strength about education here in America? Here's the problem. Uh, there are 244 million adult Americans in the United States. Only 10% have a biblical worldview. It's, you really cannot bring people together uh, in uh, unity uh, when only 10% of people have a biblical worldview, because most of the people have a very different view from you. What we have to do is we have to get the Bible as core as it once was. We've gone from 83% Christian in the West in 1900 down to 38%, despite Billy Graham. In the first three centuries, we went from 12 people in Jerusalem to half the Roman Empire in 320 years. I like, I like the first three-century model. What about you? <laughs> exactly. I love it. So when you— well, I have a question. Ahead, so as a representative of the um, education sphere of influence, who in education— do you want to have be there at the summit? You know, is it the is it the teachers, the administrators, the parents? Who is it that you think can help? Um, you know, shape the culture for the well, biblical it's, worldview. It's, it's, yeah, it's ultimately the parents. 
uh, have big influence. And one of the things we did is we have nine states that have now passed legislation to encourage teaching the Bible. It's always been legal. But you know what? That gives us a leg up in working with the parents because we can tell the parents and say, look, you've got nine states, and if your state is one of them, why don't, why don't you uh, uh, ask the, uh, the teachers why they're not teaching it? Um, and why are they not teaching wisdom literature from the Bible? It's been taught for 3,000 years. It's the last 50 years that it has been taught. That's a mistake. Let's correct the mistake. Uh, and what we're doing is we're arming people to go in and get this thing set up the correct way. And I think it's totally doable. And also, I would add that the church has fallen down. You know, the church used to have good education you know, all the way up to the 1930s, 1940s, even the 1950s. You know, there were, uh, for example, in the Episcopal Church, they had 25 people writing curriculum uh, by in 1950s. By 1990, it was down to three, and one, and one of the three I know left. So, you know, we've been decimated, and we yeah, have it's... really crummy stuff uh, that is being taught in the schools. Uh, I got to, Chuck. Uh, I got to interrupt you because we, we're coming to the end of the segment. But I love your excitement, and I can't wait to meet you in at the Culture Shapers Summit in Washington D.C. at the end of March, March of the 28th through the 31st in Washington D.C. If you want to see our country reformed, really, when you look at all parts of our culture and you want to see it reformed and heading in the right direction, you need to get involved. You need to get get to Washington D.C. the 28th through the 31st. CultureShaperSummit.com, CultureShaperSummit.com. That's right, Jim. And we just really want to encourage our listeners, if this conversation is intriguing to you, if you think that you want to hear more from some key leaders in our nation that uh, love the Lord, follow the Lord, and are influencing culture, um, we want to encourage you to get registered before the, the pre-registration discount expires. February 1st is the deadline for a $300 savings. So we want to encourage people to look at your calendars right away. Take a look at the website, cultureshaperssummit.com, and um, make plans to be there and get registered for the hotel while you're at it. Because once that um, low rate that they've negotiated expires, it goes up quite a bit. So we want to get you registered for the summit and get your hotel reserved so that you can join us in D.C. the end of March. Yeah, it's a hotel for 129 bucks a night in Washington, D.C. Cherry blossom season. That's right, virtually unheard of. And, and organizing the International Culture Shaper Summit is Oz and Pamela Hillman from Marketplace Leaders. And, of course, James and Anna Kramer from the World Changers Network. You know, we want to just welcome you back, Oz Hillman. We're so excited about what's going on in Washington, D.C. and what's going to happen there at the end of March. Yeah, Jim, we're we're excited. It's been nine years since we've uh, put together an international gathering like this, and we've never had one quite uh, as substantial as this one with over 45 top leaders in the seven cultural mountains of business and government, arts and entertainment, media, the family, the church. And, and so it's so important that uh, those out there who are listening who have a heart and are concerned about the direction of our nation, if they want to really be a part of the discussion and the solution to come be with us in Washington, March 28th to 31. Uh, and it's going to be a fantastic gathering. We've got people like Roma Downey and um, Hugh Hewitt uh, in the media and uh, just a, a host of other groups, Lance Wall now, and, and just many leaders that are making a big difference. We want to help people understand what's going on, how can we be a solution, and who do you need to meet that our culture influences yourself? Mm-hmm. 
It's amazing. And we've, you know, last segment we talked with Chuck Stetson talking about education and reforming education in our country. And, and the Bible is a basis for that. This segment, we get to talk arts and entertainment. We get, you've got an incredible guest to introduce to our iWork Ram audience. Go ahead, us. Yeah, my good friend, Franklin Santagati. Is it, or is it Santagate? Franklin always messed that up. Santagetti. <laughs> Franklin Santagetti. Okay, great. There you go. Just say spaghetti. Yes. <laughs> Franklin is a, a great brother in the Lord, and uh, he works with Pure Flix Entertainment. And, of course, Pure Flix is one of the leading, the leading uh, producer of films uh, that have a Christian message and wholesome that we desperately need in the nation. And we, we want to hear from Franklin on you know, where is God moving in this area? I mean, it, so much has changed in the last 15 years. So, Franklin, welcome uh, to this uh, show, and just give us a little insight on what you see happening, because you're so up close and personal to what's going on in this industry. Well, I'd be glad to, Oz, and thanks. I'm glad to be here today. One of the most significant things that I see happening is the uh, ramp up, if you will, of the streaming uh, digital media uh, product. Everyone is getting involved in that from the, the uh, for instance, like your Cox Communications, Disney, the studios themselves, as well as PureFlix, which we have pureflix.com. And so streaming of digital media is becoming the number one uh, distributor or deliverer of information today. And you said earlier about how the Bible is the basis of changing that culture. Let me give you one stat. If from a streaming standpoint, if we could freeze our culture just as it was today, and we had a 17-year-old, uh, actually a, a person born who lived to 17 in this the culture that we're in today, over those 17 years, they'll get about 800 hours of teaching if they went to church every Sunday and never missed. At the same time that they got those 800 hours of teaching, they will engage 65,000 hours of digital media. So we see that there's an incredible... Uh, volume, uh, tsunami, if you will, of digital media being fed to uh, the generations uh, of our culture. And as a result of that, uh, we have a job to do, and that is to get digital media, PureFlix as an example, through through movies or theatricals, and of course, through PureFlix.com, which delivers faith and family. We're about 50% faith and 50% family. And let me add one comment about family. Only 23% of our families in the United States today in our culture are what we call nuclear families. That is, that children living with their biological parents. And so we're looking at bringing family media to be able to influence that culture by modeling what family really looks like. So those are just some understanding about why we're in this battle for the culture. Franklin, this is Jim. Why get involved in the International Culture Shaper Summit? What are you hoping? You guys have already been forging a path, producing some outstanding films. I mean, you guys have had some major hits in the last several years, some real culture influencers. What are you hoping that, what are you hoping to take it to the next level? What are you thinking that will happen coming up here in Washington, D.C. on the 28th through the 31st of March? Well, of course, when you get in a room full of leaders, you're always networking and looking how iron can sharpen iron, if you will. In other words, what can we learn from you? How can we help you? How can we serve you? But one of the things I think that is most important is that we're looking for great messaging content always. And whether it be from, uh, you know, a minister or a teacher or a leader, uh, to be able to put on 
the streaming platform. So we're we're hoping to gain that, but at the same time, we're hoping to be able to then in turn reciprocally be able to serve them and help them accomplish what they they need. Because uh, digital media impacts, and I think Oz will agree with this: digital media impacts all these all these capitals mm-hmm. of culture. Uh, seven mountains, if you will, and we need to all look at how it influences us and how we can work together to resolve the onslaught of the negative media that we see. Oz, you got a question for Franklin? Franklin, I would just ask, um, you know, as you have looked at the entertainment industry over the last 20 years, what is the biggest thing you're seeing either on a negative or a positive aspect that uh, we're encountering in culture today? Well, positively, I see that faith films, if you will, or wholesome films, uh, has actually uh, increased with companies and studios like Pure Flix. Uh, There's some great filmmakers like the Irwin Brothers uh, and others who are doing more and more good films of good quality. Uh, and so I think over that term that you mentioned, Oz, I see this incredible increase, not only in number, but quality of the messaging. And I see, and we know that uh, over 40% of those attendees that come to those movies by statistics, um, you know, are atheists and agnostics. So we see that as a very big positive. They're getting great messaging about the gospel. From the negative side, I see that we have, uh, you know, moved into uh, a realm of, deeper darkness um, with the streaming and with other movies. And I think as we have grown, so has the darkness grown. And we have, you know, language we've never would have allowed. We've had nudity we've never would have allowed. We, I mean, we have basically on television soft pornography, if you will. Uh, Fifteen years ago, that's what we would have called it, and now it's right there on TV. And that's one of the things that Pure Flix is, is really, really focused on, and that is becoming an alternative so that parents can have something in the home uh, where you can leave the room and the children, you feel safe that what the children will see will be good for them. So those are the two things. I think the darkness, and, and but at the same time, I think the light. I think they've grown together over the last 15 years or so. Hey, you're listening to I Work Room as we talk about the International Culture Shapers Summit coming up here at the end of March, the 28th through the 31st. We really want you to check it out online, cultureshaperssummit.com cultureshaperssummit.com. It's being hosted by Oz and Pamela Hillman from Marketplace Leaders and James and Anna Kramer from the World Changer Network. Martha and I will be emceeing the event and we're so excited to be a part of an event that really wants to bring about the reformation of our country in in really in, in a way that you can't even imagine. I mean, our country was formed on scriptural principles. Our country was formed on faith in Jesus Christ. And yet we stand here today that the, the they don't even teach that anymore. Franklin, in the last couple of years, Pure Flix has had some wild hits, very successful movies. You've had the successful rolling out of your digital streaming content at pureflix.com. What's been the most exciting thing you've been involved in in the last couple of years, like most exciting movie you guys have released? I think number one for me uh, was the movie The Case for Christ, uh, because it presented the linchpin of our faith in such a dramatic fashion. Uh, if you've read the book, The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel, you know it's primarily a research book. But we got into the story behind the story, which is where his wife, who was an agnostic at the time, became a Christian. And then, of course, that gave him the stimulus to be able to disprove the resurrection of Jesus Christ. 
And so that is portrayed in in this movie so dramatically uh, that when he gets done with it, it's so easy to believe him when he said it would take more faith for me to stay an atheist than to become a Christian, based on what he had learned about the evidence of the resurrection. Now, what is so exciting to me is that in the four years we released God's Not Dead in 2014 till just last year, 2018, we have grown from one country to distributing in over 140 nations of the world. And one of those nations, just as an example, was on the marquee in Sri Lanka, a 3,000-year-old Buddhist nation. There is the case for Christ. Those are the things that say to me, we are making an impact on culture. Amen. Wow. Now that's a cool statistic. I love that. Give us, give us. We we got a minute left in the segment. Any? Can you sneak peek anything huge that you're going to release this year? Well, we're shooting a couple films this year, and I'll give you one that we're so excited about. Uh, it's it's Redeeming Love, and that's a, a that's a book by Francine Rivers, and we are going to be shooting that this year. And that film is the story of Hosea set in the gold rush days of California. And suffice it to say that it addresses the the unfathomable, forgivable, grace-filled love of God. And it's going to be a dramatic story that will be a broad release. It'll appeal to not only people of faith, but it'll also appeal to everyone. And they will see how God God's love can redeem and uh, bring back someone who has lost in, in, in unbelievable sin. And Franklin, so, Franklin yeah. Santagetti, thank you so much from Pure Flex. Thanks for being on, and I really appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you in March, Franklin. Look forward to seeing you Thank you, Franklin. Well. Check it out online, cultureshaperssummit.com, cultureshaperssummit.com. If you are sick and tired of where our culture is heading and you want to be part of a movement to reform our culture in the image of God, this is where you need to be in March, March the 28th through the 31st, International Culture Shapers Summit, cultureshaperssummit.com, cultureshaperssummit.com. We've got Oz Hillman on the line with us today. He's one of the sponsors, one of the initiators, one of the founders. He's really a founder in the faith and work movement. Oz, this is pretty exciting as we're just a little bit more than two months away. Absolutely, Jim, and I, I just uh, hope that those listening will really prayerfully considered coming to be with us there never have an opportunity like this where you rub shoulders with uh, 45 different national leaders who are coming together in the seven cultural spheres of government business arts and entertainment media the family the church and you know these areas are the areas that most define the culture and so we're bringing these leaders together to, to help us understand you know, the signs of the times, how serious are we in our in losing our culture today, and what can we do to uh, shift that? And so it's truly going to be a summit, not just a conference, where people can engage, get equipped, and connect with other leaders. And uh, we're partnering with the Museum of the Bible as well, which is a uh, a billion-dollar project that was funded by Hobby Lobby and others, and that, too, is a tremendous thing. Uh, if you come to the summit, you get to, to go to the museum on Friday and Saturday afternoon as part of your ticket. So that, too, is another reason to come up uh, during cherry blossom season. And we've got a great hotel rate for our people. So I, I hope they'll come and just check it out at 
cultureshapersummit.com. And Oz, there's some deadlines coming up for some pre-registration discounts. Tell our listeners about that. Yeah, we've got a $300 discount on our registration that expires on February 1st. And we do that because we have to make certain commitments to the hotel and the other venue aspects. And so uh, we provide a discount to encourage people to register early. And uh, they get a lot of value for their registration, free uh, banquet meals and breakfast. And, uh, you, you know, we provide a lot for the summit. So I hope they'll, they'll go on cultureshaperssummit.com and register and also save your hotel. Even if you're not sure if you're coming, you want to uh, reserve the hotel because that 129 a night right will go up twice that in the, the next few weeks. Excellent. You know, as some would say, and I have been, honestly, I think I've said it in the past, you know, it seems like it may just be too late to fix the culture in the United States or even worldwide, that we may as well just let it all go the rest of the way into the toilet because it's almost, the, the flushing is almost starting. Bring on the end times, people would say. However, God is moving in amazing ways around the globe and in our country, in the hearts and minds of Jesus followers that want to influence culture that have not given up. That's what this is all about, isn't it? What what kind of things are you hearing as you have been, you know, at the forefront of this reformation movement for a really long time? What are you hearing that God is doing? Well, I'm seeing more and more uh, business leaders understand that they have a spiritual calling in business. And of course, the business mountain is on all of the mountains. You know, finance is on all of the mountains. And so uh, we have to understand the role that plays in really, you know, influencing culture. George Soros, a billionaire, has given billions of dollars uh, in order to, you know, bring our nation further and further away from the Christian foundations that have made our nation great. And so we have to raise up uh, leaders uh, to counter that. Uh, And the only way we can do that is help uh, young people go into these areas and become successful. We have to mentor them. We have to coach them. In fact, we have got a next generation panel that will be at the summit. Uh, We've got some great next millennial leaders that are coming to be with us. Mm -hmm. And we've got a special rate for them of only two ninety five. Um, if you're age 30 and under. Now, that's only good for if you're 30 or under, but uh, we want to encourage those millennials out there to come be with us as well. Excellent. So I always like to get into the nitty-gritty a little bit. Can you tell our listeners like what the, how the summit is organized? What can they expect when they attend? What will they be experiencing, and what kinds of events will they be attending? Sure. The, uh, the summit is a range where we have about eight to nine keynote speakers, and behind each keynote speaker, we have four 10-minute case study presentations from other top leaders. So we give everybody an opportunity to hear a lot of people that are doing things and then a way to connect with them. Our partner, World Changer Network, has got a technology that uh, will be brand new that we'll be introducing that allows us to form what we call platform-type groups. These are groups around each of the culture of mountains to be able to network, 
connect, engage with each other, and leverage uh, what you're doing, and even find funding for a project that may be on your heart. Maybe you've got a, a movie project. You want to get funding. Well, there'll be people there uh, that potentially could help you with that. And so it's going to be a gathering of leaders like you've never seen before. And so it's a great opportunity for people. So when you, you've mentioned several times this seven mountains thing, uh, what, what, what is that all about? Explain those seven mountains again. What are they? Seven mountains. Sure. Well, it, it goes back to 1974, Bill Bright with Campus Crusade and Lauren Cunningham with Youth with a Mission met each other for the very first time. And it was that week that God independently spoke to each of them and, and said, these are the seven areas that are most define the culture and that we must focus on strategically impacting these areas if we expect to influence the culture for Jesus Christ. And so these areas are business and government, arts and entertainment, the family, the church, um, and government. And uh, so these areas often are areas that uh, really form our values and our beliefs. And so if we have ungodly leaders at the top of those cultural mountains, we're going to see that reflected in the culture. But if we have godly leaders who are really representing the values of Christ there, then we're going to see that change. And so uh, it's it's simply a strategy. It's not a theology. Uh, it's a, a, a way for us to really be salt and light in very important areas of, of our culture. So I think one of the key things for our listeners to hear is the fact that you may be in an area um, for your occupation that um, you maybe feel like there hasn't been a conversation like this for you, but that's what's going to happen at this International Culture Shaper Summit. You might be an administrator in in a school, in a high school. Um, You might be a... uh, someone that works in a hospital, wherever it might be, this is not just a business conversation. And I think a lot of people think that um, we tend to go towards the business, but this is for every avenue that people might be working in, that they can have an influence in that culture. And so that's why they need to be a part of the International Culture Shaper Summit. Oz, is there room for people who who think that they have a call in their life to get involved in politics, the the political side of the government? Is there room for people there because to come to the summit and and see where they might be able to be used? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The the presenters we have on the area of government uh, are going to be very uh, strategic. We have someone with the uh, Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation that works with congressmen uh, every day, and uh, she's a powerful influencer there in Washington. And you'll hear a lot of great case studies of people. My wife will be there talking about uh, the need for government uh, to have a better prison system for uh, returning citizens, and she's very active in that area. And so you'll hear a lot of case studies of people what they're doing and how to connect with them. You'll have a, an app at the summit where you can connect with the presenters. You can give feedback, and you'll have contact information of many of the people participating. All right, we're talking with Oz Hillman about the International Culture Shapers Summit. You can check it out online, cultureshaperssummit.com. It's being jointly sponsored 
jointly partnership by marketplace leaders Oz and Pamela Hillman with marketplace leaders and the World Changer Network, James and Anna Kramer. If you have ever thought, boy, our country just needs a fix, I think Jesus is the answer to the questions that all of these hurting people are asking. The CultureShaperSummit.com is the place for you in March, March 28th through the 31st, 2019. Check it out online, CultureShaperSummit.com. Oz Hillman, another great show. Another, I'm excited. I can't wait for March to get here, although I'm, you know, I'm willing to let it take a little bit of time. I know we got to get some people signed up, but I'm really excited that you brought this to the iWorkFram audience. Thank you, Oz Hillman. Thanks, Jim and Martha. It's always great to be with you guys. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work work for him. him.